painting to photography, from beadwork to woodworking. KQAL-FM on the campus of Winona State University presents Artbeat. Artbeat highlights the work and accomplishments of local artists from in and around Winona. Support for Artbeat is made possible by the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. If you were to look around the Blue Heron Cafe here in Winona recently, you might notice some interesting pieces of artwork. Uh, several oil paintings depicting different uh, natural landscapes. From far away, you could mistake them for photographs, but up close you see the texture and the wonderful beauty of nature. Well, that was done by local artist Colleen Shore, who we are lucky enough to have in the studio with us. So today on Artbeat, stay tuned for the special episode where we get to hear from the artists behind the oil paintings along the Mississippi. All right, so I'm well. I'm not joined here in the studio. We actually have uh, her over uh, phone here. Uh, Colleen, are you here? Yes, I am. Thanks for having me. Of course, thank you for joining us here uh, on Artbeat. And you know, I appreciate you making the time. So I did do a quick uh, rundown about what your pieces are, although I doubt I've given them justice. Can you uh, elaborate on what your artwork is over at the Blue Heron Cafe? Yes, thank you. I am an oil painter, and I have been sort of documenting, I would say, a journey through the area uh, from everything from bluffs, towns, wetlands, rivers, and prairies, uh, anything along the upper Mississippi River. So I've just been embracing what's around me to paint and share with my viewers. All right. Are there any uh, special ones that you think were really, uh, that really stood out, anything that would really get people's attention? Well, I think one of the ones that I featured on some of my um, posters and media is one of Sugarloaf. And it was something that I was inspired by right after a workshop at the Marine Art Museum. And they had a special plenary event that I participated in with the workshop as an attendee. And when I came out of the doors one day, I just saw Sugarloaf from this little view from out walking out the door, had to take a photo, and I went home immediately, and within the next couple of days, I had a painting, and it's just a, a lovely atmospheric painting showing the real cast of blues in the bluff and uh, some of the foliage and lines that were crossing in front of me. So why did you, why did you choose to do oil painting as a medium, and uh, like, why not yeah. any other form of art? Well, well, I have in the past, I was uh, using more acrylic, I've tried watercolor, and I gravitated to oils. Um, I had been exposed to um, Between the Bluffs plein air artists, and they were demoing, and they suggested using oils, and there was a richness to it, uh, a real buttery texture, the colors I think were a little richer, and plus it lent itself much better to plein air where outside you're not as um, affected by the rain since it's oil paint. If it's really cold, it's not like your paint is freezing. Um, so it, it was just a medium of choice for most plein air painters. So I thought I would give that a try and invested into a pochard box, plein air paint, new brushes, and went on my way to you know search out workshops and events that I could participate in. Okay, you're you're saying plain. Uh, is it plain air paint? Is that what? Uh, yes, uh, I suppose it's uh, pronounced a couple different ways. Plein air. It's a French term, uh, meaning to, I guess, in essence, paint outside in the moment. 
So you are outside seeing the colors and the shadows that are happening in front of you rather than, let's say, a photo, right. which the, the camera doesn't quite uh, have enough information as much as that you can see visually when you're outside looking at landscapes. You'll see the little nuances of color, uh, changes in the light. Well, well, how long have you been doing plein air painting? Well, I just uh, really began, I say, about five years into it. I don't do it every day. I'm sort of a fair-weather plein air painter. Right. Uh, I uh, have been caught in the rain and uh, buggy days and stuff like that, but I do like to get out and do that. Um, participated in uh, Between the Bluffs for the last couple years, and I also um, am part of the Artists in the Refuge that will be coming up in June uh, to paint on-site and have visitors come along and uh, enjoy and see the process. All right, you mentioned how you uh, well, you try to stay in, in good weather, but there are times where you don't. Uh, what is that like? What's it like trying to capture like uh, nature while it's, you know, for lack of a better term, oh, not the most welcoming? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's invigorating. It's, uh, it's calming. It's, it's everything all at once. You're more in the moment. You're um, really focused on what's in front of you. And I think what I like the best about it is you become very quiet and all of a sudden birds and nature around you kind of start uh, appearing, uh, you know, birds and such. You're, you're standing there just concentrating and all of a sudden, you know, there's a bird watching you. Hmm. So, so you're, you're, you're noticing things you wouldn't notice otherwise. Oh, absolutely. Yes, yes. Um, and the one thing with being a plein air painter also is the, uh, you, you have to be quicker. You have to be more decisive uh, in what you're doing because shadows are changing. Mm -hmm. And uh, in order to really get that effect of the light, you don't want to have be painting something in the morning and painting something late in the afternoon because the sun... Uh, shadows would change, and you want to give that effect of that time of day as you know as possible. Right. So y you talked about how it can be a bit of a, a struggle sometimes, but uh, what would you say is your greatest hurdle when trying to make your art? Well, it's finding the time. Um, I do have a lot of time uh, to paint, and sometimes I, I sit down and all of a sudden. I'm, you know, hours later, I'm, you know, wondering where did the day go? Uh, have right. to go, you know, get get my regular chores done. But um, it's it's something that you grow with when you paint. The more you paint, the um, faster it comes to you, the more decisive. You have a more of a history with the paint, knowing how to, um, you know, mix it and getting the results that you want. Uh, you you talked about mixing paint. Are you uh, mixing for colors, or are you mixing for uh, uh, like a? Uh, why are you mixing paint? I'm sorry, I don't know much about this, oh, so I'm oh, wildly sure. curious. Um, well, uh, you, I generally stick with a limited palette, so I don't try and buy every color under the sun, but I'd rather mix those colors. Uh, let's say just having an ultramarine blue and a red to make your purple. Um, 
Uh, I mix the colors more on the palette rather than on the canvas, so I have the color ready to apply. I um, do like a thicker paint, so a lot of my paintings you'll find have a lot more texture to them. You'll see the brush strokes. You'll right. see the, the the lines and sort of the the element of drawing into the paint and creating uh, some movement. So mine don't really look too much like photographs, but as you say, the farther you're away, they look... Um, maybe more spot on like a photograph, but as you come closer, all you're going to see are brush strokes and textures and movement with the paint. Right, yeah, I'll I'll admit, when I say they look like photographs, it's uh, coming from first-person experience. When I went to see your art, uh, I think it was on uh, reception, on the, re uh, the night of the reception, it was, a, it was really interesting to see them far away because I mistook them for photographs at first. And yes. then walking up to them, I start seeing the textures in them, and I'm I'm thinking, well, that doesn't really happen in photos. You can't have uh, <laughs> yeah, jutting it's sort out. of like the blobs of paint all come together, and your eye blends it, and you see, you recognize the shapes and things that are familiar to you, um, whether it be clouds or the bluffs or grasses, and but, and the shadows help make it pop. Right, right, and that's really interesting because. Uh, uh, when you're talking about the texture of your of your brush strokes, I, you know, going in there not knowing anything about your work or knowing anything about like what plein air was, um, and and very obviously now not knowing much about it, I uh, I see the texture on the river and I see the textures on the rock and I'm thinking that is completely intentional and it almost made it, it gave it depth or like it was like I could reach in and touch this uh, scene that is that is being depicted here uh like the texture really adds to the um to the idea of making it the idea of making it look more real if that makes sense yes uh, oh and i appreciate that you're seeing that and uh it's moving you to you know want to touch and want to experience it in another level because these these uh paintings i do are different places along the river um they're places that excite me and i want to interpret that to make the viewer want to embrace it and enjoy the um, the elements that are out there. Well, let's dive in a little more into your uh, into the uh, exhibit itself. It's uh, the title of the exhibit is "You Are Here," and uh, along your different artworks, there's uh, little maps where you pinpoint exactly where you uh, painted those uh, those different events. Uh, yes. And it's interesting because you're you're taking up both space and time, and and I'll admit, as someone who's a bit of an amateur photographer, uh, seeing your artwork, it's just really interesting to see. It's almost like what a photographer is trying to do, but done through paint, and it's very well, surreal yeah. to witness. Yeah, and when I think you know there are artists uh, who are photographers, and um, you know where we're both looking for that moment. Uh, I like the idea of putting in maps because people often don't know where that is. Right. And besides journeying them with my painting, they can go there now. And they go, you know, they can be appreciative of the locations we have around here. This upper Mississippi Valley is, you know, it's just beautiful. It changes in the seasons. Right. Right. And, and it's interesting because you take these uh, these beautiful landscapes that... Uh, that are that we have here in, in uh, 
in the Midwest, and uh, when you when you put them on a map, they kind of uh, it takes them out of being these ethereal places that are far off to just being we know where and when this was, and it's some place that we can actually go to and witness for ourselves. It, absolutely, absolutely. And I keep discovering new places as I go out to hike and venture out, and I hope that uh, people share those places with me because I, it's unlimited, the the beauty that we have around here. Yeah, your your art is pretty much, uh, it's pretty much a physical representation of Stop and Smell the Roses. Cause, uh, yeah, <laughs> I would say so. That sounds nice. <laughs> yeah, because you're, you're talking about how you notice things that you wouldn't notice, and I like most people probably wouldn't notice if they're on the move and they're not really paying attention to what's around them. Uh, but you, you even said one of the pieces that really stood out to you was one of Sugarloaf. People here mm-hmm. in Winona, they see that every single day. But within oh, yeah. your uh, piece of art, it, it really encapsulates the beauty behind that uh, rock formation. Yes, and it's it's amazing that how many places you can view Sugarloaf from, right. uh, from the Wisconsin side, from the Trempeleau Refuge, to you know coming up six sixty one to uh, just a variety of places. It's it's like always there. It's a enigma. <laughs> right, right. Uh, I, I do want to go a little bit more into your uh, experiences with plein air paint. Uh, you did go into a bit of your history with it, uh, and you know why you enjoy it. So this will just be more uh, for, you know, the sake of interest. What would you say is the, uh, what would you say is the most unexpected experience you've had while doing plein air? Uh, it's meeting people along the way. I'm really surprised how um, it engages people as they pass by, and I always welcome them to stop and talk. I can paint while I talk, which is wonderful. Um, and people go, you know, they're just amazed, like, oh, yeah, I see that. Or if they're catching me in the very beginning of a painting, maybe they're kind of wondering, what am I going to do? But, <laughs> you know, I invite them to come back later and go to, let's say, my um, blog site and see the finished piece, because I do post everything that I, I do, painting in the studio or plein air. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, and, and it's interesting you mentioned that because I remember uh, one of the artworks within the Blue Heron Coffee House. I've been calling it cafe this whole time, haven't I? Um, the Blue Heron Coffee House is uh, of a few individuals putting together a boat, or not putting together a boat, but getting ready to sail off. If I'm remembering that correctly, or there's one of a boat. Yes, um, I like doing anything that's related to the water. I have. Uh, one that is three uh, sailboats out on Lake on Alaska. Now that was done from a photo because obviously they're constantly moving around. Right. Um, done a number others of fishermen. Uh, just I love capturing uh, people in the landscape as well as buildings or objects such as boats. All right, I was, you know, that was actually uh, the answer to my next question. How did you capture something that's constantly moving? Uh, so y- you do do them from photographs as well. Yes, I do. Um, primarily, I would say um, 85% is probably done through uh, photographs. I think because that, you know, when I'm out and about, there's just so much information coming at me, and I want to kind of capture it all. Uh, the plein air is nice because it kind of slows me down, and I find those special spots to plein air paint and to come back to. 
So a lot of times I'm just out on a discovery walk, and sometimes I'm out there to do a painting. Do you ever do a painting of the same location at different times? Uh, I have. Um, I do find I do like the morning the best. I think some of the light is the most interesting. Mm-hmm. I've tried to do sunsets in same locations, but it's very hard. It, it goes down rather fast, and I find that if I'm looking too much at the sun, I can't see the painting anymore. Right, right. Um, so, well, this is quite the interesting uh um, this is a very interesting uh, form of art you have here. Uh, now, what would you say to people who are interested in doing this themselves? Because I will say, I see your art, it's gorgeous, I know a lot of people would agree. In uh, the challenge and the commitment and the training, training is probably not the right word, but the commitment and the time it takes to really learn how to capture something very, in an instant, through, through a... Uh, I'm sorry, I'm trailing on my words. My point is... Sure, no, that's fine. You're capturing well, I, a moment I, in time that is a very short time in a painting. Yeah, it takes and I, time. I think it takes a lot of observation. Um, I belong to um, Drawn Together, which is a drawing group, and whenever somebody could get out and, you know, draw, I think that's a wonderful element to really have to master before you can paint. Um, you have to be able to put it down on paper, and it's sort of an eye-hand coordination. So the more you do something, um, the better you'll get. And so if people are discouraged right away because they don't, they aren't getting what the results that they want right away, it's not going to happen right away. This is something that you can commit to for a long time, and it just gets more fun and more interesting, um, taking workshops, taking drawing classes, and just uh, being around other artists, I think, is probably one of the best things, going to art shows and receptions and seeing what other people are doing. It's it's okay to be inspired by other artists and maybe try and emulate your favorite ones, and then you'll discover your own style as you go along. What, did you ever have a piece where you looked at it and you thought, well, this isn't what I was trying to translate? Uh, oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I just had one. I was going to enter into the Children's Museum, um, has a, a call for artists to uh, exhibit, and they were running a contest. And our art group even went there to draw, and I had something in mind, and I thought it was really going to be great. And in the final end, I overworked it, and said, nope, I'm not putting this in. This, this isn't who I am. So it's it's sitting there, and it's a canvas to be redetermined. Well, that's interesting. Uh, so what happens to the pieces that you don't feel translate you as an artist? Well, uh, I get to set them aside. Oftentimes I still document them if they aren't really, really bad. Right. But, um, you know, you can learn from things that don't work out as much as you can learn from things that do work out. Um, Reflecting on um, past paintings, sometimes I might go back and go, well, you know, that wasn't so bad. You know, I was pretty critical on that, but it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. And maybe I can rework it. Although I tend to just want to move forward and go on to the next painting, but it's good to reflect on what you're doing. you know, I look back on my my blog site, 
and I look at my early stuff and I was always trying to explain why I'm doing things or where I'm at and I don't want to miss out on learning from that so I keep that out there. Hmm. So out of every one of your uh I, probably not the best word to use, but of every one of your successes, the idea, the uh, paintings that portray what you are trying to portray, how many failures, quotation marks, would you say you have in that? Uh, hmm. Well, I think some are part failures. Uh, some certainly can be better. I'm always hoping my best painting is my last painting, hmm. that it's accumulation of time and efforts and you know, that it's uh, uh, challenging me to do something more. Right now I'm trying to do more birds for a show coming up at El Maro. And I've done some birds in the past, but they're definitely not going to be plein air because birds are flitting around and such. So, <laughs> right. Um, mm-hmm. Well, that'd be interesting to see just... Uh... You could do planner, just have a bunch of lines just dashing across yeah. the landscape. <laughs> Motion, yes. <laughs> That's another way to look at it, definitely. So it, um, some of my past landscapes, I was thinking, well, maybe I can incorporate birds into them. You know, it's always a challenge, and it's exciting to try new things. I uh, added cold wax about a year ago to some of my paintings, and that doesn't allow me to be very precise and that's just a a medium that you put into the oil paint you can use it with other uh, acrylics and such but it uh, makes it more sticky and I have less control over it but I get different results that's interesting so you put cold wax on your paintings that's uh I wasn't that's interesting to hear um I do want to dive in a little bit to this group you mentioned uh, drawn together yes yeah, can you dive into what that group is and uh, what you know what they okay. do? Okay, well, I joined up with them about uh, five years ago, but they've been uh, coming together to draw for I think it's probably twenty-five or thirty years. Primarily, it started off with um, teachers, art teachers in this community, and they would gather in the summertime and uh, were taking a drawing class, and then they decided to meet on their own after that. So, it's great fun because we go to different locations that maybe, uh, you know, I've never been, such as maybe the sailing club, or um, we might go to a junkyard, or we might go to an apple orchard. So every week that we meet on Wednesday mornings, we go and draw, and it doesn't have to be something fantastic. You draw, you do. We don't generally critique or there's no no competition it's more just of the joy of drawing and getting out there and expressing ourselves and plus the camaraderie and the the people are most of them are active artists and showing in the area so i i get a lot of uh feedback and information about what's going on in the art community interesting uh let's uh let me uh say you don't you don't only do locations here in the Midwest when you do plein air. You have, uh, I think if I remember, you do some, you've done stuff across the country, right? Well, I've done from photographs across the country because I started about five years ago. That was just about a year before COVID. And I was just getting used to my oil painting. My goal was to uh, kind of, you know, travel and paint. 
and have it take me places to like national parks and some of those really awesome places. But then with COVID, it was, well, I guess we're going to be sticking around here for a while. (laughs) So I haven't done um, much on location other than in this area, but I think there is just an unlimited resource of things to paint here. Well, now that uh, we're kind of out of COVID, do you think you might reach out to some of the locations? Well, I sure hope so. (laughs) I think one of the things that uh, I would love to do since um, I'd love to reach out and enjoy these other plein air events. Um, there's invitationals and competitions. I'm, I'm not quite there to figure that I can make a living off of the, uh, the plein air events, but the, um, there are workshops that are often offered in the Southwest in the wintertime, which could be cool, kind of nice, I'd say. Hmm. All right. Well, I think we'll, uh, we'll kind of wrap up this interview. But uh, before I do, I'd like to ask, uh, where can people uh, see your art? You mentioned your blog. Uh, where can yes. people reach out to that so they can see more of your work? Oh, yes. Awesome. Uh, well, my blog site is seashoreartwork.blogspot.com. So that's C-S-H-O-R-E-A-R-T-W-O-R-K. I have 50-some paintings up at Blue Heron Cafe coffee house and that's through march 3rd and i have a couple paintings up at the pump house right now uh to honor the 100th anniversary of the upper mississippi wildlife refuge um and then coming up in may and june el maro and the trembolo national wildlife refuge with some plein air painting with some other artists so that'll be a lot of fun all right, so you got quite a few things going on. So that's the uh, Blue Heron Coffee House until March second, twenty twenty three. The uh... twenty four. Oh, it's to twenty four. <laughs> oh, through the. I thought you said the year. Yeah, so it's March second, twenty twenty three. That the. Uh... Oh, I'm so. Man, it's February, and I'm still stuck <laughs> on last year. My Happy goodness. Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy Thank you. Oh, well, yeah, tomorrow's the, uh, not tomorrow, but this week will be the first uh, first day of the Lunar New Year, February 10th, but I know that is not, even then I'm still wrong. So, okay, 2024, you're right. Excuse me for that. So <laughs> your paintings will be on display at the Blue Heron Coffee House for, for until March 2nd, 2024. Uh, right. And you uh, have this, um, you said at the uh, Pump House, where is that located? Oh, the Pump House Regional Arts Center is in La Crosse, Wisconsin. So um, they are down on King Street, and um, we just had a reception there last Friday, as well as uh, there's another wonderful artist, Jeannie Arntz, has her wandering show up, which people shouldn't miss either. All right, and that goes on until, uh, can you give us a date for that? I believe that is uh, February 24th. All right, February 24th, 2024. Oh, I got to write that time. All right. <laughs> and then, of course, you mentioned the uh, plein air painting event out at the uh, Trumpelow Refuge in, uh, you said June, yeah? Yes, June 1st is the Artists Along the Trail. So you, there's, right now, I think 12 artists signed up, and we can take up to 15 for the the complimentary show at Elmaro. But the artists will be out plein air painting during the morning of June 1st. And then uh, the artists that are in that uh, event will also be displaying at El Maro in their crush pad for the month of June as well as doing some plein air painting on Sundays during their street market. 
All right. Well, you got man, you got a lively uh, set of events happening in <laughs> the last couple of months. I know. I have to get the painting. All right. Well, we'll let you go. This so you can morning. Do that. I'll let you uh, go so you can get back to painting. But thank you so much for joining us here on uh, on Artbeat, uh, Colleen. Thank you so much. You have a good day. Yeah. Bye bye. Well, that was uh, that was Colleen Shore, who we had here on. Uh, the art beat. Thank you for joining us for this special episode. If you again, if you want to check out more of her work, check out her website at seashoreartwork.blogspot.com. And uh, thanks for tuning in to Artbeat. We appreciate you all uh, tuning in for this episode. Uh, I got the time way off here. <laughs> Coming up next will be the, uh, is it the prime time? Rock pile. Coming up next will be the rock pile with Mariana Yanta here at 89.5 KQAL. Artbeat is written and produced by KQAL-FM on the campus of Winona State University. Visit us on the web at kqal.org.